welcome to this Sunday morning meeting podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Paul Abel. As I was saying earlier, I think uh, the message that I have today, because, uh, oh, Joshua says, or Samuel says, I'm not sure, I can't do it because I still go to school. It's probably time you can fit it in. It won't take all day. So it's up to you anyway. Um, so I want to bring you a, a message this morning, as I was saying at the beginning, to do with uh, this whole thing of what happens next. Uh, many people have talked about the idea of church reset, and uh, it's something I've been praying about, obviously, and we're thinking about as the coronavirus leadership team and many others of you, I hope, throughout the whole church, we're thinking about uh, what am I doing? How am I involved as we go on? So I think you're going to find uh, what we've got today really very useful. So let's go over to this screen because I've got some uh, titles and bits and pieces to come up for you with, with uh, what we're doing here today. So uh, let's uh, find the right button to press. So we are talking um, about the situation of uh, church reset. Okay, and um, church reset, five spaces of reset, Church of the Trinity. Okay, what do I mean by that? Well, let's uh, what we're going to look at is these five points, but I kind of feel like they're five spaces, like where God calls us into the wide open space. This is five wide open spaces, if you like, uh, that God is calling us into out of lockdown. It's like we've been constricted uh, in a way. Then we got ways like this, which expand everything. But God is going to bring us into something completely uh, with a completely different flavor. It's not like, oh, it, nothing from the past is there. It, it's, it's, it's like a different flavor. It's like a, a different way of looking at it. And um, it's a bit like uh, in, in, uh, at the beginning of Acts, because the disciples, having followed Jesus for three years, now imagine you had walked around on this planet with Jesus for three years, being personally discipled by him. You're going to think, I've got a pretty good idea of what's going to happen next, aren't you? You know, you've got the experience. I mean, we people, I'm talking to you right now, you might have experience of a week. You might have experience of 10 weeks. You might have experience of 10 years of working with Jesus. And you know what church is like. You, you've been part of church, particularly if you were part of church before lockdown as well. You've got experience over time. This is what church looks like. And so you can imagine the disciples had a pretty good idea of what Jesus was going to do. Uh, and and it, he says to them that he's eating with them. This is after his resurrection. This is uh, one of the times that he's appeared with his disciples. And it says he's eating with them. And he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem. But wait for the gift my father has promised, which you've heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? So we see immediately from their question, and you might not pick it up depending on how much you know about uh, biblical stuff. Thanks for that like just clicking up right now. Please send some more. Uh, we should have lots of likes for that worship, shouldn't we? Um, but he says to them, or they say to him, when are you going to restore Israel? They've still got a picture that comes from their very Jewish, which isn't surprising, their Jewish understanding of Israel and their way they're looking at it is very much according to 
what they've walked through and what they've been through before, which is that God in this time is going to restore the kingdom of Israel here on earth, really in the same way that it's been before, but with the difference of Jesus being the Messiah. So that's kind of what they've got. And, and Jesus says to them, it's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the very ends of the earth. He says to them, there is a time to restore, although it's not in the way they imagine. But he says in this time, I'm going to send my Holy Spirit on you and you will be my witnesses throughout the earth. And as church, we can be a bit like that because of the understanding that we have had. Then we can imagine we know what it is. So that's why we're going to look at these five spaces of reset. And I put Church of the Trinity just there on the screen because look at all that God taught us about Trinity. And it's like that is fundamental to what we're doing. What does Trinity mean? It means relationship, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the intimacy of breath. Holy Spirit is the breath of God. There is the, the fact that they are in that uh, perichoresis do you remember that word the divine dance we've talked about it as that constant movement and moving around it's full of life all of that it's there it's like something we're going to stand on right now so let's have a look at uh, some of these points as going forward as we go into that this verse from uh, Jeremiah uh, chapter 6 verse 16 I think is absolutely key for what we're kind of talking about this is what the lord says stand at the crossroads and look ask for the ancient paths ask for where the good way is and walk in it and there you will find rest for your souls so we are at a crossroads time as we come out of lockdown we can come out with um at last we're out I think there's always going to be a bit of an element of that, to be honest. But we can come out having just survived and we have got, you know, we are surviving. That's why I asked Jem that question. But also there's that element of and a very important one that God is training us in and equipping us in this time. So there, there is a crossroads thing. Am I just going to get back into as things were or worse? Or am I standing at the crossroads and looking and saying, which way are you taking me? And there's, an, there's something else that comes out here. Ask for the ancient paths. It means looking at what God has done and then looking for how that path is in our time right now. Ask where the good way is. Well, the good way is following Jesus. But when we follow Jesus, we walk in that path that he has given to each one of us and each group of us. And he says, ask where it is and then crucially and walk in it. Otherwise, you could know the right path, but you could sit down on a bench and have a look, or you could lie down, or you could go off in another direction, or you could just sit around there waiting for others. The key thing here is when you know what it is, walk in it, start exploring it, start going that way. But then look what's really also vital to get here, and you will find rest for your souls. People think often that you will find rest by doing nothing. You don't find rest by doing nothing. There is a physical rest in that, of course. But it, after a while, our minds grow tired. Our spirit grows weary. 
when we walk in the things of the Lord, we find the true rest, the Sabbath rest of God, the shalom. We find his rest for our souls and we're at peace with God and others. When when we turn in on ourselves to find out what's wrong with me, what do I need to sort in me, what's going wrong with me, what do I need now, that we ju- we can end up becoming more and more agitated. But if we look forwards into the paths of God, we find rest for our souls. Okay, so the first of these five points, the first one is prayer and fire. This is a space that God has taken in- us into. The church is a house of prayer. Okay, let's get that. It's a house of prayer for all nations. It's not just a prayer, a house of prayer for us to get blessed for ourselves. It's a house of prayer for all nations. We are called to pray and we are coming into a time of praying even more. You know, and this is not just, oh, we're going to have lots of prayer meetings at the summit. No, it, it, it mustn't be that, actually, because it's about gatherings. But the gatherings, the big and small for the scatterings of the big and small. We'll come back to that idea. But this prayer is Holy Spirit, fire-fueled, passionate prayer. It's cries from the heart. It's, it's, a, it's a groaning. In Romans, it talks about the Holy Spirit enabling us to groan in God. It, it's, it's such a almost primeval call of prayer for God to move in our street, in our home, in our nation, in our town, that it's it's like a groan. It's powerful declaration. It's declaring the word of God. It's speaking out the word of God. It's not all sitting around doing, you know, headache prayers, wait one eye open just to see if anybody's going to say anything to see whether you can have your turn on. No, it's that declaration prayer with people agreeing with one another. Somebody prays something and then you come out, you pray the same thing in agreement because where two or three are in agreement there, it will be done for them. And it is also waiting on the Lord. It is times of waiting on God, but it's not waiting on God only. It's all of these different tools we have in prayer. And God's going to be emphasizing that more, but not just prayer, prayer and fire, Holy Spirit fire giving us passion. Okay, that's the first one. The second one I've got on my list here is mission and equipping. Now, it's often that our meetings can uh, become about meeting needs. You know, we, we as a church, we're like a hospital. And obviously there is a place for putting people back together and people coming into healing. But when you are being when you are healing, it's healing for when you are uh, being put back together, as it were, it's for a purpose. It's not so much meeting my needs as meeting the needs of mission. And this is the powerful thing that we're going to see God calling us more and more and more. It's like the disciples said to him, oh, God, when are you going to restore the nation? They're looking at God to do something. People, humankind are always looking at God to do something. And God's saying, you do, and I'll anoint, and I'll empower, and I'll send fire, and I'll send miracles and signs and wonders. You do. You go on mission. I will send you to Jerusalem, to Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I will be sending you out. Okay? So, God is really calling us into this time of meeting the needs of missions. So that means our gatherings are are seen um, as a time of meeting to hear from God. Our, our walk with God is seen as serving 
as a minister of God. And as soon as you say, oh, we ser- we're servants of God, somebody say, oh, we're, we're, we're sons of God, we're, we're children of God. Yes, we are. But the true sons of God, we are the sons of God. The true sons of God walk and choose to walk as servants. And that's why it's so powerful. God doesn't, it's not, you are choosing, is what I'm trying to say, how you're going to walk out. You're choosing to serve God, even though, in a sense, you're free not to. It's not the freedom that God wants for you, because when we walk as servants of God, when we walk in the plans he has for us, of course, that's when we find the the true freedom that God has for us. So in our gatherings, it's in a, and, and, and when I say gatherings, I mean in the big and the small. I don't just mean it on a Sunday at the summit. There's going to be much more of the small, but we'll come to that. This is what makes you well, mentally, spiritually, physically serving God. This is what enables you to be free from the things that hold us back, serving the Lord. Uh, that's why when Jesus heals Peter, uh, Peter's mother-in-law, Simon Peter's mother-in-law. She's immediately up making him a meal. Some people say, you know, I've heard people preach uh, how unkind that was. That wasn't unkind. The getting up and serving enabled her to walk straight in that healing. If she'd sat around wondering, you know, how much healed her, have I still got pain? Oh, no, that seems okay. She wouldn't have discovered the depth of healing that Jesus had just given to her. Okay? This is this mission, this equipping, um, because our gatherings will be as the large ones. Our gatherings will be the small ones. Church is to be family and community. That's why God has spoken to us so much about that. But with apostolic leadership, apostolic leadership is the leadership that enables new things to happen because people hear the cry of this is what we're going to do. And apostolic leadership is not just about coming from a person, but it's a people who are an apostolic people. I don't believe we're coming into a time of being like soldiers in the military. So I've heard that analogy used, uh, particularly from some American sources, but they tend to be more military minded. The problem with them using the military as an analogy, I think family and community is much stronger. Why people want to talk about community is that sense of just doing what you're told. But of course, in a, in a family, there is a willingness to be following in obedience to what our Lord is saying. But family and community is the identity of the body. It's true that the soldiers of Christ and, and, the, and, uh, and being the army of God is there, but it's not in the Bible very much so. It is a way of teaching us. It's a metaphor that's useful, but it's not used as much as family, community, the body of Christ. Okay, so let's have a look at the third one. And the third one is community and households. Well, I've already started going into this one, haven't I, when talking about family and community. And you know, particularly if you've been watching my uh, What Lockdown series, the household is becoming, I think, so important. And why is that? Because it enables so much more to be ministers of God. Households, yes, it is closely linked with house church. It's one of the reasons we call them house church, I believe, why God gave us that. But households is, can also be smaller than uh, house church. House churches can be um, made up of households because some households are, are just one person. Other households are, are groups of people. But also once we're outside of the current rules and regulations, households will be 
will be people that gather from different actual houses. And God has really emphasized the small here. Um, it's not that he doesn't want the big, absolutely, but that's where a lot of our focus has been. But it's ensuring that in the small households we can serve as ministers uh, and make mission decisions, uh, not just looking to, you know, that question, what is the church doing about this? We are the church. We are the church in our street. We are the church in our business or our, our workplace or, or, or where we are in the park. We're the church. What, what am I doing about this? What are we together doing about this? And, of course, it's the, the whole Acts 2.42. I think Juliet's making a good point, picking up on, on something that I was saying a little while back here. Absolutely, God uses our past pain and challenges to strengthen us and give us passion and freedom to go out and care for others in the power of the healing and the anointing that we have been given. Yeah, great point, Juliet. That is so true. It's God will not waste what you've been through. God will use what you've been through. Whether you've survived lockdown uh, or, or grown in lockdown, and you will have grown in lockdown, God will use this, and he's using this time to strengthen us. But it's not just lockdown. It's what we've experienced in life. Even some of the worst stuff, God can turn around completely and make strengths out of that that enable us to go out to others and reach out to others and communicate with others and connect with others. This is the Acts 2.42 bit, this community and households. They were devoted to, the, uh, to apostolic teaching. They were devoted to fellowship. They were devoted to the breaking of bread. And if you read on from that, it says they were breaking bread and eating together. It's those gatherings. Make the most now of the fact that we can gather in parks and gardens uh, and, and, you know, we can bring our own food, but we can, uh, we can share time together in the smaller groups. And as I say, I think that God is doing something prophetic in that right now. Those, those, those small groups are essential, not just for now, but moving forward. And they were also devoted to prayer, which brings us back to the, the first point. Uh, and then as you read from those points of teaching, fellowship, breaking of bed and prayer, you see that they, in those groups, it, it would enable them to give to those who were also in need. It said they were selling things that they had to give them the ability to be able to give and share with one another. Uh, and it, it, that is powerful. It's not about some central organization ensuring it all, though we need that element of that, of course. But there's this empowering of the households. I've got five points, so I've got two more. Number, oops, uh, number four is gathering and scattering. Gathering is the calling of people together. The scattering is the sending of people out. Again, the disciples were saying to Jesus, when are you going to restore your kingdom? And Jesus said, well, I'm going to scatter you. And again and again, the church has experienced a scattering so that we can go and do what we're called to do. Uh, so in Acts, you see that everybody's continuing to meet together. Again, it says every day they were meeting and in households, they were meeting and relating to one another. But as a church, they were expecting apostolic assignments. They were they realized that they were kingdom ambassadors, as are we. We are apostolic in what we're doing. And God gives us assignments, not just all oh, we're looking for the church leadership to tell us what to do. 
Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Obviously, we test these things and we share these things. That's why God places us into community. He's not talking about lone mavericks going off and setting up an independent Facebook channel or something just to do something. Maybe God will call you to do something along those lines, but it will come from community because the Holy uh, the Holy Trinity is community. And so, but then we're also kingdom ambassadors every day on the bus. We are an ambassador for the kingdom of God. Every day in the street, we are an ambassador for God. Every day in the market, you get the picture. It's, um, and I think as God develops this whole thing, this gathering and scattering, being gathered to scatter, you know what? It's no longer going to be a surprise to see people just tithing their time. There's 24 hours in a day. And I I think you see much more regularly people giving two to three hours to praying, worshipping, ministering, serving, doing the things of God. Many will do much more because everything they do, you know. Uh, yes, Michelle, it is. Uh, she's saying that uh, our men are privileged to serve in our community. Uh, amen. Um, so instead of we won't have so much self time, but. It'll almost be like it's amazing how God redeems things. And when you do these things, you, you if you're doing them in God, you, we'll find we've actually got time to still do many of those things. But there will be a we're going to put these other things of God first. I'm not saying just pull yourself by your bootstraps. We're saying this is what God is doing in us. This, if you're open to it, if your heart is open to it, this is what God will do in us. It is a gathering and scattering time. It is a time for the church to be the church, actually 24-7, of course. But there is also that sense of I'm giving this, I'm giving this, I'm giving this time up. Uh, the last one in uh, my list is um, worship and glory. Kingdom faith, we are such a blessed people of God. We have, for decades, actually, God has spoken to kingdom faith about the importance of spirit-led worship and we got it we will continue in that spirit-led worship heather is saying tithing your time what a great idea thank you heather yeah absolutely um worship led by the holy spirit worship that is prophetic worship that is intercession worship that is jesus focused even that groan i mentioned in the worship in the prayer and fire that groan also being in the worship that that calling out to god it says in that immediately following the the four things in acts 242 it says that everybody was filled with awe and there were many miraculous signs and wonders that were being done it, it, it was coming out of that gathering. And we're talking about worship in the big gathering, but also learning to worship and discovering how to worship in our homes. One of the key things that God has been doing in lockdown is he has released worship and prayer in our own front rooms every Sunday. And there's all these other things happening with Bible study, online prayer room, uh, happening at the church as well. Okay, um, so it, it will, we will be in shock and awe of the glory of God descending upon us. This is what we are walking into. There'll be tears in prayer. There'll be laughter in prayer. It will be normal to shake and fall on the floor on our faces, crying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. 
the Shekinah glory, the, the Chabad of God will be residing in the church. Not just a special conference, not even just a Sunday morning, that as well, absolutely. That as well, drawing us on and further and deeper together, but also in our households and in our house churches, discovering new ways to do things, discovering new ways as teams. Even the worship team, well, just when they're practicing, will just have this intense, um, when they're able to practice again, will have this intense meeting with God uh, because they'll know we've got a minister from that place of meeting with God. It's important to be well-practiced and play well, but it's more important to meet with God and, and worship teams to lead us from the presence of God. But then that will be caught throughout the church because we'll want to not just worship from that place, but work from that place in everything we do because we are all ministers. We are all servants. This is the amazing thing. God has chosen you. God has chosen you. God has chosen you to come and serve and just, oh, it's just exciting what God has got ahead. This is just a a, a minor, minor taste uh, of what God is doing. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what's more. Let's finish with just going back to that verse that I put up a little while ago from Jeremiah 6. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. But as we finish, I also want to finish with a warning from God. Because it doesn't actually stop there. It says, and of course, Jeremiah is talking to the people of Israel, but we walk in the things of God. God says these things to us in 2020. And so after, and you will find rest for your souls, you can read, but you said we will not walk in it. See, God gives you in the freedom that we have, you have a choice. So the Lord replies, I appointed watchmen over you. And said, listen to the sound of the trumpet. The trumpet call is people like me right now sharing the word of God with you. This is the trumpet of the watchman calling you. The same happened to the people of Israel. But after listen to the sound of the trumpet, it says, but you said we will not listen. Church today, let's be determined to walk in the things of God and let's be determined to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Gemma adds, uh, let's, we can't quite see that. So what we'll do is we'll go here. Gemma adds, indeed, we will be doing more scattering because we are scattering individually and as households rather than just big church. I've put a couple of words in there, but that's what she's saying. God is focusing on households to walk towards the harvest. I believe households are the place that Jesus wants to see people saved because he wants to see in those households, in those groups, 
That's where people are discipled. That's why God took us through first encounters. That's why God placed that little red book in our hand. These are all tools. That's why we have the Freedom in Christ course. That's why we have other resources. They're ready. They're things which we can do in the households as well as in the, in the large groups. Brian is praying, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, a place of worship and praise. Absolutely. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Your kingdom come. And God says, yes. You see that? And Brian's absolutely right. And this is a godly prayer. But that's so like, isn't it? What the disciples said. Lord, are you at this time going to restore your kingdom? And sometimes when we pray the Lord's Prayer, where that comes from, our Father right in heaven, hallowed be thy name, your kingdom come, your will be done here on earth. It's kind of like we're saying, oh, God, you've got to do something. Oh, God, you've got to come. And that, that's right. That There's an intercession in that. But also God says, and so, yes, you're praying your kingdom come, your will be done. And my answer is, I fill you now with my Holy Spirit and power and you will go into your immediate neighborhood and into your wider neighborhood and into the world. That's Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria and then into all the earth. Amen. Praise God. I hope, I pray that you have been uh, blessed by this word. Um, it's those key five things. You've got prayer and fire, not just Oh, Jesus. But prayer and fire, mission and equipping. God wants to equip us because when we're equipped, when we're trained by God, then we are ready to serve. And that's when we walk in the fullness of the freedom he's given us. Third was community and household. Community and household. We are, it's, it's a work that God is doing in us. And it's a change that God has brought in us. There was a time when this story of the church in early Acts looked like a fairy tale, looked like something that would never happen. And now you can see that God is doing it amongst us. We are actually becoming this again. How exciting is that? The fourth one, the gathering and the scattering. So important to remember the scattering as well as the gathering. To remember the gathering as well as the scattering. And finally, worship and glory the glory of God falling upon us. Amen. Let's just wait upon God for a minute and just, just pray for a minute as I come to the end of this word. Alex Bryan is saying, yes, let's press on to take hold of all that for which Christ took hold for us. Amen. My most intimate and powerful counters have been in my home and pray that God will continue to do that in every household. That is so so, so important. That's why God stopped faith camp. We need faith camp in our homes, you know, or the experience of faith camp. Uh, D says, thank you, Paul. Great encouragement. Thank you, D. Father, we thank you that this will be an encouraging word to everybody, to everyone. If anyone is listening and feels, oh, it's too much to cope with, Father, I pray that they experience a revelation that it is your grace that enables these things. Sure, we have to walk in it. Sure, we have to see the crossroads. Sure, we have to ask for the ancient ways. But also, it is God's grace that enables this to happen. When we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done, and God says, yes, here's my Holy Spirit. Go now. It is his grace that enables this. When we've found these things too much before, often it's just because we haven't had the revelation that it's God that will enable it through us. Um, it doesn't mean it's just easy. I think we've seen from Paul that it's not just easy, but 
it is his power, his strength, his mercy, his grace that enables us to walk in these things. Hallelujah. Donna says, thanks, Paul, for food for thought yet again. Step out into our responsibility in the neighborhood and spreads God love. Absolutely, Donna. Yes. Amen. 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 Well, we are just about at the end of this morning. Thank you for listening. Just as we go on, I just want to say, uh, if you haven't already, then please subscribe. Uh, you can find a button that looks just like the one here on the screen on the uh, YouTube page. Click on that. That puts up the number of our for subscribers and enables these messages to get out to uh, a bigger and bigger order. If you like what God is doing, please like the video as well. It might not be in your nature to do that kind of thing, but it helps us work through the way these things uh, work um, for uh, Kirsty says, thank you, Pastor Paul. My teenage son listened with me with this morning. Well, what's your teenage son's name, uh, Kirsty? But teenage son, it's great to have you listening with us. I pray that something from this just means something to you. Uh, that's, uh, Juliet says, that's awesome, Kirsty. Yeah, please subscribe. Please like. Um, also, I want to just mention this before we go. This won't take uh, very long. I'm just going to put this slate up. This is from the adverts. There we go. Um, this is, if you think I'm frozen, it's not. It's a picture. It's uh, the What Lockdown series that is here on Light to North. It's, it's all, they're all stored together as a playlist. This coming week is the last week of the What, what Lockdown series. So you will have a complete set of 20 studies going through the book of Philippians. Well, it starts in Acts because uh, the book of Philippians effectively starts in, in Acts. It starts in Acts chapter 16. You'll see what I mean if you listen to it. I think uh, there's a lot of truth and encouragement, uh, and they're not just meant to tickle our ears and make us feel better. When I, when I try to bring these words, it's also to challenge us. It's also to exhort us. It's part of the equipping and the training of what God does. I'm going to say we've got one more week to go. I'm thinking that the Holy Spirit is leading us. I'm testing it at the moment to then do a series on Church Reset, which will probably look at the book of Acts. I'm not 100% certain on that right now, but I think that's where we're going to be going. Uh, so, yeah, please check out that uh, What Lockdown series. Um, Benedict, it's good to have you listening with us. That is Kirsty's son. Uh, it's good to have you on board today if you've got any further questions benedict you can ask your mum or you can email us or you can email me and get in touch facebook's a good way to get in touch with any of us uh if you've got questions about what on earth i've been going on with and well, that goes to anybody out there if you've got questions about what on earth are you going on about you can contact us that way and of course don't forget that on tuesdays at four o'clock we have a live stream which is more a Q&A. So the idea is we can talk about whatever is being talked about in the church. Uh, hopefully that's rooted and linked into, you know, the, the series of different videos that are coming out on lockdown, not uh, during lockdown, not just what I say, but what the other videos that are up there, like um, Gemma's uh, parenting ones or the the, the Richard Hartnell has just brought out uh, a new one in his Let's Go Through the Bible and See the Fact That It Is All One Story. That's going to be a powerful series. So you might want to do that. There's two of those up already, the introduction and part one. Um, 
So all those things are out there. They'll also come up in those adverts. Everybody, we have come to the end of this morning. Thank you very much for listening. It's uh, been great to have you joining in with us. I hope to see a lot of you joining in the Q&A on Tuesday. If you've never seen one, you're thinking, how do I ask questions? How do I contact? You can do it through these kind of comments, you see. So like there's Alex just put up, love what was shared this week on what lockdown, forget what is in the past and run towards the goal, press on. But you can do use this from a tablet, for a, from a computer. You can ask questions in that. And that's what we, we then try um, to answer. That's about it, really. But this isn't the end of everything because coming up in uh, after the uh, after I finish, so about five minutes or so time, slightly longer than that, um, you can join in Hub Online. John's putting up the details right now in uh, in the chat boxes, um, so you can check those out in there. You can click straight on the link, or you can use the meeting ID and password. If that's like, oh, I'm on my TV, I haven't got that, you can still get it if you go to our Facebook page, Kingdom Faith Yorkshire on Facebook. John will be putting up the link on there for you to join in Hub Online. Um, you just obviously need a, a computer and a microphone to join in fully, uh, and you just click on the link there in Facebook. You don't need any extra software. It will do it straight through your web browser, um, and you can connect in. Uh, be lovely to see you there when we get large groups which we usually do we split up into rooms for around eight minutes so that we can talk without just being a huge group and nobody being able to hear anything it's been particularly good morning i pray that god blesses you and that you will be continue to be equipped and trained as the ministers of god god bless you everybody and keep safe Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.